Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. My name is Amanda, and I am an adoption coach. I am here to help you avoid unnecessary expense and overwhelm in your adoption journey so you can match faster. I do this by supporting you at each step of your adoption journey with valuable training designed to help you save time and money and by helping you create and share your high quality adoption profile so you can bring home your baby faster. I look forward to supporting you in your adoption journey. So let's dive right in to today's episode. So you want to self-match your adoption. I'm an adoption coach who's helped over a thousand families bring home their babies in the United States through private adoption. Like my clients, Mark and Sarah, who adopted their son in just five months, or Kinsey and Matt, who adopted their daughter in just a month. On average, when my clients follow my step-by-step process to self-match their adoption, they adopt for anywhere between $10,000 and $30,000, which is a huge savings versus adopting with an agency whose typical cost is around $70,000 these days. Before we talk about how you can adopt more affordably, let's level set on what the definition of self-matching your adoption really is. Adoption self-matching is when a hopeful adoptive family and an expectant family meet and match on their own and then leverage an adoption attorney to finalize their adoption or to make it legal. Now, that may seem really overwhelming, my friend. Like, how in the world would I actually come across someone who's pregnant and actually self-match my adoption that way? I don't just know people that are looking to place their children up for adoption. I know. I hear it all the time. But what I want you to hear me say is there's a specific process that you can follow. And I break that down into three phases for my clients. And that's what I'm going to walk you through now. So the very first phase is the prepared family phase. In the prepared family phase, you're starting out with legal research, understanding the adoption laws in your state to make sure that it's legal for you to self-match in your state, because there are some states where it's not legal. Now, the second step in this particular phase is all around becoming financially ready to adopt. Now, I know that sounds pretty daunting, right? Like, I don't know if I have this money in my savings account and how I'm going to get there. But there's a process that you can go through to really understand the exact cost that you're going to need to pay at each step in the adoption process and then determine if you need to fundraise or do grants or garage sales or anything of that nature in order to help you pay for your adoption. And then the last step in this phase is really focused around making sure that you pass your homesteading. Passing your homesteading study is one of those critical steps in the adoption process. It is the do not pass go, if you will, of the adoption process when you are matching your adoption in any way, but especially when you're self-matching. You want to make sure that you are ready legally to adopt a child once you have matched with someone. The next phase is the family connection phase. In this phase, you are focused on creating and sharing your adoption profile so ultimately you can match your adoption. Now, this may sound really simple on the surface, but this has a huge, huge impact in your ability to actually achieve your goals of adopting your child through self-matching. When it comes to creating your adoption profile, it is really important that you make an emotional connection with the stories and the content that you're sharing in your profile. Also, it is important that you're sharing that profile in a way that it is easy for someone to engage with. It's easy for someone to read or to watch and get to know you. And I've spent a lot of time really focusing on how to get this right for myself and for my clients. 
I've adopted two children through private adoption here in the United States. And what I learned going through that process was that our profile made all the difference. And what made the difference in our profile was really sharing the story of our life in a specific way that helped her understand us more easily. Since that time, I've spent over 3,000 hours talking with expectant and birth families to understand what are they looking for inside the profile from like the words and the pictures and what to say and what not to say, as well as specifically in the self-matching arena, how are they coming across those profiles? Are they finding them on Facebook or Instagram or Google ads, or are they hearing about it from a friend? And when they find out about someone that's looking to adopt a baby, then what do they go do next? Where do they go? What are they reading? What are they watching? And what makes them ultimately decide to click on that profile and give someone maybe a phone call, an email, or even a DM? And what I've learned through this process is that it is really, really important that you're intentional with the information you share about your family and intentional with the way you share it so that it makes it easier for someone else to read it. Now, there are other companies out there that will give you like a content calendar that says this is what you should post this month in order to self-match your adoption. And what I can tell you is that is dead wrong, my friend. That is not going to help you make an emotional connection with expectant families. In fact, I've had a few clients recently come to me and say, I've been following so-and-so system and I've been doing exactly what they say, but it's really not hitting the mark and I'm not getting anyone to reach out. And when I look at their profile, it's because they're not making an emotional connection or sharing the content in a way that makes it easier for someone to really want to engage and get to know them on a deeper level. So it really does matter what you're sharing and how you're sharing it in order to really meet your ultimate goal when you're self-matching your adoption, which is to adopt more affordably. Now, I know all of this may seem really overwhelming, like how do I do this and exactly tell me just what to say and what not to say. But what I want you to hear me say is that there is an exact formula that you should be following in order to self-match your adoption. If you want to learn more about this, you can head on over to myadoptioncoach.com backslash formula, and I'll walk you through the entire process there. So now let's move into the next phase of self-matching your adoption, which is the forever family phase. In the forever family, you're doing just that. You're becoming a family forever. The baby is being born. You're navigating the hospital time and really kind of waiting for a baby to be born. Then you're working through all of the legal steps to get you to the finalization goal of your adoption. If you want to learn more about how I walk with my clients one-on-one throughout their adoption journey, then click into the show notes and listen to the episode with Sarah and Mark. Sarah and Mark had tried multiple different types of adoption before they ultimately came to me for help self-matching their adoption and brought home their baby boy in just five months. 